have a Bible this morning, I'd like you to go ahead and take it and turn to the Gospel of Luke. It's the third Gospel, the third book in the New Testament, chapter 24. Go to Luke chapter 24 in your Bibles. And by the way, if you do not have a Bible, I will be in the foyer. There will be other staff members in the foyer. If you don't have a Bible that you want to take, uh, that, that you, that, we'll get you one. And you have to take it home and read it, but we'll give you one. It'll be yours. We'll even put your name in it, but uh, we want everyone to have a Bible. We want to make sure of that. Uh, Luke chapter 24 is where you are, but the end of Luke chapter 23 records Jesus' death on the cross, and then shortly thereafter, a few of his followers taking Jesus' body off the cross and placing his lifeless body in a hillside tomb. You can read that later if you're not familiar with it. It's the end of Luke chapter 23. Now, we understand the significance of that event, right? We have this wonderful thing called hindsight, and we understand how powerful and significant that moment was uh, when Jesus died on the cross. But for his followers, when they saw that, uh, they did not understand the significance of it, and the, the followers of Jesus, some who were there, just a handful that were there, and then many others beyond that were heartbroken. They were heart heavy. They were heartbroken that the one that they had followed, the one that they loved, the one who had worked so many miracles was dead. And, and, and it was, it was, it was a, a heartbreaking experience. They did not understand the significance yet, yet, of the cross. A few days later, on the third day following, it was a Sunday, and Luke chapter 24, it's in front of you there, verse 1 says this, On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women took the spices they had prepared and went to the tomb. Now stop there for a moment. Let me, let me explain here. Uh, when Jesus died, it was on a Friday uh, the Jewish Sabbath started Friday night, so they could not finish the uh, preparing of Jesus' body for final burial because of the Sabbath. So that's why they're coming back now early on this Sunday morning. The Jewish Sabbath was over. They're coming early in the morning to make these final preparations of Jesus' body for burial. Now, let me tell you, they were not excited. There's, there's just a handful of women here, and uh, they, they, they were not excited. Uh, they were sullen. They, they probably talked very little as they walked to the tomb, uh, but the excitement began when they arrived at the tomb. Verse 2 says this, They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they entered... They did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. So, again, imagine this scene, if you will. They arrive, they, they see the tomb is opened, and, and they poke their head in, and it's not very large, of course. It's a tomb. You don't need a lot of space. They, they look in, and there's no body. His, his, the tomb is empty. 
And, and that created questions in their minds. That's why the first six words of verse 4 say this. While they were wondering about this. Again, stop there. It says, while, first six words of verse 4, while they were wondering about this. It says they were wondering. Uh, the, the Bible was originally written, the New Testament was written in the Greek language, ancient Greek, and and the, the Greek word for wondering can also be translated perplexed. In fact, some of your Bibles, if you're reading the different translations, it, it may say perplexed. It means, it means they, they saw all of this or saw what wasn't there. And, and it, it, it perplexed them. It, it confused them. Uh, it, it, they, had, they, they were at a loss for words. They didn't know what to do or what to say. It means they didn't expect this. They, they couldn't fully process this. Again, now all of verse 4 and following. While they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes, and I can't imagine what this was like, that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. Now we know that they were angels. And in their fright, it says, in their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground. So again, imagining this scene, these women were already wondering, they were already perplexed about the empty tomb, and now suddenly they're wondering just a little bit more when two beings in gleaming clothing that they couldn't fully describe suddenly appeared. You can appreciate their fright. Remember, they have seen so much. Some of these women were those who were there at the cross and had seen Jesus die. They had assisted in taking his body off the cross and placing it in this tomb. For the next day and a half, they were heart heavy and heart broken at the loss of their friend and their Lord and their teacher. And now they come early in the morning, their hearts are heavy they find that his body is gone. It, it, it's so much on their mind. They're wondering. They're perplexed as to what is happening. And now, and now you, see, you see these angels. It's almost like this is more than they can emotionally and probably mentally handle. Some of you work with computers. I work with computers a lot, and, and, and I, I know that if I put too much, if I hit too many keys or I, I ask too many commands, I, I sometimes get that spinning wheel. I call it the spinning wheel of death. It, it, it means that the processor on my computer can't handle all the stuff, and, all, and it kind of just seizes up. I, I think that this is long before computers, of course, but I can't help but wonder if this is too much information, this is too overwhelming, this is all unexpected, and it's happening so much, and they're wondering, they're perplexed, they're, they're, there's an overload on their, on their processor. <laughs> and then the angels spoke. These, now, before we read it, these, these women could not know it yet. There's, there's no way that they could know it yet. But what the angels said partway through verse 5 is one of the Bible's greatest declarations. If you, if you have a paper Bible in front of you, you can go ahead and underline this because it's, it's powerful. Partway verse 5, they said this, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He is risen. Amen. 
It's so good, I want to read it again. They said, why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He is risen. Remember, they said, remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee, the Son of Man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again. So Jesus, who had died on that cross, they saw this, they helped carry his body to this tomb, he had now been raised from the dead. He was alive. You don't need a tomb if you're no longer dead. But this left a lot of people wondering, far beyond this small group of people, oh, from that point on, there were still a lot of people who were left wondering, um, perplexed. Uh, overloaded, not able to fully understand the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Jesus, the fact that Jesus was alive and that they're hearing this news left some people wondering. Do you know that there, to this day there's still a lot of people who are wondering, there, there's still a lot of wondering connected to Jesus' resurrection. Think about that. Still a lot of wondering connected to Jesus' resurrection. People who are perplexed by Jesus' resurrection. People saying questions like, did it happen? Could it happen? How would it happen? How is this possible? I understand living and then dying, but dying and then living? It's pretty overwhelming stuff. Uh, four years ago, 2017, a study, a survey, was conducted in Great Britain, United Kingdom, other side of the Atlantic. Uh, a, a survey was taken among people who claimed faith in Jesus Christ, who called themselves Christian, uh, and a survey was done, and uh, it revealed that 25% of persons who called themselves Christian, not 25% of the population, but 25% of those who regard themselves Christian do not believe that Jesus was bodily raised from the dead. They, say, they, they call themselves Christian, but do not believe in the resurrection. So let me just put this in, in other terms. That means that one in four professed Christians there don't believe in the resurrection. Now, so well, that's, that's there. Um, in America, uh, the percentage is lower, but it's still a disturbingly high number of people. A 2010 survey, so it's a little bit older, 11 years ago, a 2010 survey reveals that 10% 10% or 1 in 10 Americans who, who claim faith in Jesus Christ don't believe that he actually rose from the dead. Now, I don't know if that, how that strikes you, but it's bothersome to me that people who say, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christ follower, but 1 in 10 persons who claim that do not believe that Jesus rose from the dead. So there's still you know, a lot of a lot of wondering about Jesus' resurrection. Now, let me just maybe put a little bit of a different spin on this. If you were to read somewhere, 
that one in 10 airplane, airplane pilots believe flying is not possible, right? If you were to read that, one in 10 airplane pilots do not believe that flying is possible, you would very, very quickly come to the conclusion, well, they're not really pilots, right? That's what you'd say. If you were to read that uh, one in 10 uh, scuba divers cannot swim, you would say, well, they're not really scuba divers. If, if, if you were to hear the statistic or read the statistic that one in 10 uh, vegetarians eat a Wendy's triple baconator every day, can I get a witness here? All right. If you were to hear that, you would say, well, they're not really vegetarians, right? I mean, you, 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 can't, you can't say that you are one thing and then reject the fundamental, the, the essence of what that thing is. And the thing is, you'd be right. They're not a pilot or a scuba diver or a vegetarian. No offense to any one of those things, but that you have to, if you, if you say that you are, you have to believe in the very essence of what that thing is. In the same way, when persons who declare themselves Christian do not believe in the essential elements that Jesus died on the cross to forgive our sins, and that he rose from the dead to declare victory over death, if they say that those two essentials did not or could not happen, then they're not a Christian. I, I, I know I'm, I'm maybe stepping into... Bit of a tentative territory here, but some of you are are again joining us online. Many of you, and some of you are here for the first time. You don't know me, but I'm going to make a pretty bold statement. If if you're if you're a part of a church that that says first of all that there is no such thing as sin, this thing that that comes between us and God, this thing that. That, that, that causes us to have a broken relationship with him, or if you're a part of a church that says, well, we believe that Jesus died, but whether he was the son of God or not, we can't really say. Uh, it, it, or, or, or if you're a part of a church that says, well, we know that Jesus died, but we're not really sure if he rose from the dead, then I'm, I'm going to encourage you, don't have anything to do with that church. That, that's a strong statement. That's a pretty bold statement. You're saying, how, how, can you, how can you say that? That seems rather judgmental. But I want you to listen to what the Bible says. This is not my opinion. I want you to listen to what the Bible says. It says in, in Romans chapter 10, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. See, that, what I just said a moment ago isn't my opinion. That's, the, that's the, 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 the truth of Scripture. This is what God wants us to know. Again, if we declare that Jesus Christ is Lord, that that he is the Lord, that he is my master, that he is my ruler, that I'm no longer in charge of myself, or trying to be because you never were, that, 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 that you're, you're in charge, that, that, that he is your Lord, that he is your master. 
And if you believe in your heart, not just, not just saying so, but if you really in the deepest part of you believes that Jesus, that God rose Jesus from the dead, then salvation comes our way. Salvation means that, that my eternal destination is changed. When I'm saved, I'm saved from something and I'm saved to something. Glory to God, I'm saved from my sins and I'm saved from hell and I'm saved to Jesus Christ and to eternal life in Christ. If we declare that Jesus is Lord and we believe in our hearts that God raised him from the dead, we are saved. If you, if you don't believe those things, then you're not saved and you're not a Christian. But glory to God, if we believe these things, if we believe that, that he is the Lord, if we believe that he, he, we can have a relationship with him, if we believe that he died on the cross for our sins to, to forgive all of them, if we believe that and we believe that God in his great plan raised him up, then we experience salvation. Hallelujah. Now, back to the narrative, back to that resurrection day. So the, the women here, they're wondering, right? They're wondering. All of these things happening, almost over, overwhelming. And then, um, but the angel said this, remember what Jesus told you. The angels said, remember what he told you. And then verse 8 says this, Then they, the women, remembered Jesus' words. They remembered what he said. Sometime before, how Jesus was going to go to Jerusalem and he would suffer, and he would be crucified, and then on the third day following, he would be raised from the dead. And, and all of a sudden, now what he said means something to them. Uh, in hindsight, the the light comes on and they go, oh yeah, I get it. I understand what, was, what he meant by that. They wondered until they remembered. They were perplexed, right? They were at a loss for words until they remembered. Again, some of you I don't know. Some of you I just met, a number of you I just met just for the first time this morning. So we, we don't have a relationship, but you need to you, you need to know this about me. There have been times in my life where things happened and I'm just like, God, why is that happening? There have been disappointments that I've had. There have been, there have been things that, that, have, that have happened to me or my family. and We just shake our heads. And, or, or there have been things that God called me to do and I did them. And, and, and in, instead of uh, you know, all the wonderful, great results, there were some difficult times. And there have been times where I've really wondered. I've been perplexed. Not at the existence of God or the presence of Jesus Christ or the fact that he died on the cross or rose from the dead, but other areas where I, I'm kind of left perplexed. And then I read in God's word something, and it brings it back, and I go, oh, I remember what God said. I have to tell you that one of the most, not one of the, the most important meeting I have every day is with my Lord and Savior in the morning. I'm reading His Word and I'm praying and God speaks to me. And there have been so many times where I'm going through something and all of a sudden I see what God said in His Word and I remember. And I go, yeah, okay, it's going to be okay. There are some of you that are going through some things right now. And I'm telling you that the answer, 
the answer for the, the questions that you have is going to be found in a relationship with him and him speaking to you through his word and you talking to him in prayer. We, 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 we wonder until we remember what Jesus said. Verse 9 says these women that went, uh, it says they went and told Jesus' disciples what the angels had said. So they didn't stay there. They went back and they told the, the disciples of Jesus all that had been told them. And one of those disciples, one of those disciples, his name was Peter. The Bible says he ran to the tomb. Now, before we read here, uh, Peter was uh, one of the disciples who, in many ways, was closest, among the closest to Jesus, who had uh, probably more experiences with Jesus than most of the others, but who also, just a few days before, had under pressure, out of fear, uh, out of self-protection, self-preservation, had denied knowing Jesus uh, three different times in, within a short span of time. And, uh, I, boy, you talk about a miserable man for the next couple of days, that the, the Savior that he had followed for three years, the one that he had received miracles from, that he had denied knowing him, and now there's no way to ever you know, make amends to make things right. Um, it says that he ran to Peter, ran, when he heard this, ran to the tomb. Verse 12 says, he also found it empty, and then it says this, verse 12, he went away wondering to himself what had happened. See that word again? Wonder. Same word, again, wondering. But here, here's the thing. This is an entirely different word in the first language of the, of the New Testament. Uh, it, it's the, both words, Greek words, are translated wonder or wondering, but this is a different Greek word entirely. It, it, it does not mean here that Peter stuck his head in, saw it was empty, and was perplexed or at a loss for words. It means he was in great wonder. Instead of going in and going, wow, I don't understand this. this I, I don't get this. He steps back and he is now in wonder of what he has heard from the women and what he has now seen with his own eyes. So when Peter heard that Jesus was alive and when he saw that Jesus' tomb was empty, he found it, get this, he found it wonderful. Different. Not perplexed, not at a loss for words, but in awe and in wonder that Jesus was alive. Well, to Peter, it was the best news ever. To Peter, it was the best news ever because now Peter, there's a way, he doesn't know how, he doesn't know when, but there's a way that he can be reconciled with the one that he had denied. You know, I look at, I look at Peter's response, right? He steps back from the tomb. He's heard what the angels have said, not to him directly, but through the women. He hears this, he sees this, and now for himself he goes, Jesus is alive. Best news ever. And I totally get where he's coming from. Because when Jesus, <clears throat> excuse me, when Jesus died on the cross, he paid the price for our sins. Glory to God. 
Every one of them. Every one of our sins, every one of those things that came between us and God, every one of them, all of the stuff that we've done to God, all of the stuff that we've done to other people, the, the ways that we've hurt people, wounded people, spoken against people, <coughs> disappointed people, oh, they may remember it, but the Bible says that Jesus forgives us because of what he accomplished on that cross. He paid it in full. And then when he was raised from the dead, Jesus declared victory over the grave. And here's some really amazing news. That means that in him, we're going to live forever. See, death is a real thing. Some of you know I just buried my father a couple of years ago. It was really a difficult time. But it was different because I said, you know, my I'm going to see my dad again because right now my dad, the Bible says to be absent from the bodies, to be present with the Lord. My dad is with Jesus someday. I'm going to be with Jesus. We're going to be together. We're going to be resurrected. We're going to live forever. Why? Because Jesus died on the cross and rose from the dead. We're going to live forever in him. So now, 2,000 years later, right? A long way removed from that first resurrection day. Long time removed, 2,000 years later. I tell you, I do not wonder if it happened. I find it wonderful that it happened. Because with his death, again, and with his resurrection, every sin that you and I have committed, they were not only broken, but they were forgiven. My spiritual debt, your spiritual debt, all the things we could ever do against God or man was paid in full because Jesus died and rose again. I'm telling you, it was the best news ever. And it's for everyone who's listening today.
wall of boxes could be very high. Maybe as persons were carrying out those boxes, they were they reminded you how, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You saw that next one, and you went, oh yeah. But Jesus died on the cross and he rose from the dead so that the things that we've done no longer define us because we are in him. Paid in full? Paid for it all? Yeah. Jesus did. Because Jesus wasn't just a man. Jesus was the son of God. He still is because he rose from the dead. Now it comes to your part. There are some here this morning that maybe you've been here many times before, maybe your first time, but I want to give you an opportunity for response. We will not have you come to the front but right where you are, we want you to respond. Again, the Bible says in Romans chapter 10 that if we declare that He is our Lord and we believe in our heart that God raised Him from the dead, we will be saved. There's a choice that we make. This morning, if you have never ask Jesus into your heart to become your Lord and your Savior. If you've never entered into a personal relationship with Him, oh, you may know a lot about Him, a lot of facts about Him, even from His life, but you don't really know Him. Or, if this morning, if something were to happen and you were to die, and you really wonder, would I, would I make it? Jesus made it possible for us to be forgiven. He did not die on the cross, go through all of the suffering and be raised from the dead to give us a maybe or an I hope so, but so that we can know that we have eternal life. So before we go any further, before any, anything else happens this great day, I want to give you an opportunity. With your heads bowed, please, um, and your eyes closed, we're going to bring up the house lights just a little bit because I want to make a connection. If there is anyone here today that would say, yeah, Pastor, I want to pray with, with you. I, I, again, I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to single you out. But if that's you and you want to just in just a moment pray a prayer of, of salvation, of accepting the Lord and asking Him to come into your heart, if that's you, would you just raise your hand wherever you are? Just hold it up until, until I see it. And, and would you also maybe even just open your eyes and I can make contact with you face to face. But is there anyone here on the main floor, first of all, who would say, yeah, that's me. I, I, want, to, I want to begin following Jesus today. Is there anyone here on the main floor? Thank you. Right here. Thank you. Right in the middle. Is there anyone else? Thank you. Over here. Thank you. Thank you. Anyone else on the main level? Several people right here. In the balcony. I'm just
just looking up here. Is there anyone in the balcony who would say, yeah, I, I, I just want to pray with you, Pastor. Is there anyone? Just lift up your hand. Thank you. Thank you. Again, very, very important that we do that. There are some of you that are watching us online and you're, you, you feel that. Like, yeah, that's, that's me. I want, to, I want to be forgiven. I want everything paid in full. Then uh, we want you to join us in this prayer right where you are, very quietly. Um, and even some of the people around you are going to pray this just uh, along with me. But w- would, you, would you pray this, this prayer w- with me? And if you mean it, then something powerful is going to happen. Uh, Lord Jesus, I thank you that you died on the cross and that you rose from the dead. I don't understand all of it, but I believe that you did. Please come into my heart. Forgive my sins. Believe you died for me. You rose from the dead for me. So I now give my life to you. I want to follow you the rest of my life. I want to spend eternity with you. I want to know all the bad things I've ever done been forgiven and paid in full. I pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, again, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, or maybe it was been a time of wandering and you're just saying, Lord, give my life to you again, then uh, something powerful just happened been transformed and you've gone from spiritual death to spiritual life not only that but your eternal destination has changed why? because Jesus paid it all hallelujah once again I want to thank you for joining us here this morning would you all stand with me a couple of directions if you prayed that prayer uh, would you take in the pew rack in front of you, there's a next steps card there. Just reach down and pull that out. Little green card, next step. Put your name and then just check salvation. And then if you would put just even a, a, a contact information there, we won't give it away, we won't sell it, we won't misuse it, but we want to get you some information. So again, if you just made that prayer, then we want you to respond with this. And then you can place these in the offering at the back of the sanctuary. If you're joining us online and you made that prayer, then we want you to go ahead and in the place marked there, if you would uh, go ahead and reply, and we will get information to you as well. Thank you for joining us this day. We still have some things for the kids if you're here. You say, I didn't sign up, but you got kids, small kids, join us. You're going to want to go again to where you left your kids. You're going to go pick them up. Don't leave them here. Don't you leave them here. We're not going to care for them. 
Go get them and then go to the gym. And then they're going to have this Easter egg hunt. It's going to be a great time. But uh, again, place these in the back. Let's, let, me, let me pray with you one more time. Now, Lord, I thank you for every person that is here today. You have a plan for every one of us. You desire to use us in amazing ways. I pray your blessing upon them. Go with them. Give them strength and supply. Give them sufficiency for all that they face. We love you and we thank you. We thank you that you're alive. You are our Lord and our Savior. In Jesus' name, God's people said, Amen. God bless you. Go in the presence and in the power of the Lord Jesus Christ.